What is up, everybody? This is Ryan. Happy to have you on today. I have a, a really cool guest, uh, Ben Dietz, who went from an entry-level employee to moving all the way up through a leadership position of over 200 people in, in just straight revenue. So um, has some really great insights in, in what it takes. And it's good to hear how someone like that got to that point, but at the same time, what's the vision they needed and, and how do they become a leader with themselves and in addition, lead others to, to really get to that level. And so really excited for you to hear his insights. I really enjoyed the interview and it was a ton, ton of fun. So hope you enjoyed it as well. What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question and this show is the answer. Welcome everybody to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast. A very, very special guest today. I have Ben Dietz. Ben is the president of the commercial division over America's at Mintel and has a lot to give in terms of leadership. So I'm super excited to go through this today. Welcome, Ben. Happy to have you on, man. Hey, Ryan, what's up? It's good to talk with you again. Yeah. And, and so Ben and I just met a couple of weeks ago, actually, through the, the Revenue Collective, which is a great organization. And, you know, we, we talked about a lot of things. And so, Ben, but before I, I get deep into kind of learning more about your ninja skill. Why don't you give everybody your superhero origin story and a little bit about you, how you came about, how you got to be in, in charge of a, a, a business group, a really large business group at that. So can you walk everybody through that? Sure. My ninja skills. Um, <laughs> so the origin for it. So a lot of it, so the professional world, my first job was actually in logistics and supply chain. Um, from there, uh, it's you're just heavy cost center. And I was like, I have to find a way into being seen as a, as a revenue generator. Knew a buddy that worked at a company called Mintel. And next thing I know, I had an interview with them. I was given the territory of the Southeast US, I remember. Um, I'd never had a sales job before and gave me the worst performing region. And a lot of the story that you're going to hear me talk about is kind of just good luck and good timing for where I was. Uh, with that territory, there were a few um, logos that are in those areas. And the next thing I know, those become some of our best performing. And then I'm asked to manage uh, the account management group. And then all of a sudden I'm asked to go over to EMEA. Uh, so I went over to London from 2012 to 2015. And that really is kind of the, the origin. If, if, you, if I'm trying to think of a ninja skill, where, <laughs> I, started to, where I started to see, huh, there's something here. Um, because when I was over there um, and I ran sales for CPG across EMEA, uh, here I am from the small town in Ohio. Uh, and my team over there was... 12 nationalities and 16 different languages. And I barely speak English well enough. Like it was, um, it was amazing. Um, and so we had, we had three excellent years while I was over there. Then I was thrown back to Chicago, which is where I am now to um, uh, manage a business unit to now manage commercially the, the broader part of the Americas for, for Mintel. So I just, I ha I've had a lot of great fortune. A lot of it is just because again, the town, the teams that I've had at those times were just amazing. And I was able to learn from them quickly and, and then get them to work well with one another to really like drive growth that we hadn't necessarily seen uh, in years past. And that this this 
building cohesive teams and getting teams to work together is probably one that I would look at as, as one of those skills. I could even take that back to high school sports, actually, now that I reflect on this. But um, yeah. That's great, man. That's a, that's a great backdrop. And, and just so folks have some context, can you give them just like a size of your org and like kind of what you're responsible for? Because I, I think although you gave us a quick backdrop, you you massively understated what you're doing right now. So can you can you give a little more detail on that so people understand the scale of kind of what you're you're working on? Sure. So so the the Americas is um it's a it's the largest part of our of our business for the Americas. Um it is the commercial organization is um was just gonna be under just under 200 folks. Um, and so and there are, there's quite a few teams that we do have and we span, it spans Canada, US, Mexico, Brazil, and, and uh, speckled other countries within there. But the best, the, my favorite aspect of this, so Mintel is a market research organization, really heavy data and analytics. And we advise you name the brand on kind of what, what is it they should be looking at with their consumers? What are their, what are the consumers thinking about and what innovation do they, should they start creating? And then how should they market those products on the other side? So, I mean, every day changes. One day I'm speaking with uh, food and drink companies. The next day is beauty and personal care. And then it's the largest tech to financial services, to insurance. Like, so 13 years going on now, um, every day I have yet to replicate. So that aspect is, makes it, uh, makes it great. That's a great, I mean, that's just a great story because there's not very many people that stay with the same company that long anymore. So it's pretty cool to hear you kind of escalate and just move up kind of, I don't want to say the old fashioned way, but just, just by, you know, doing what you needed to do at the time and then just keep jumping up and taking on more responsibility. Yeah, so, right. That's awesome, man. So it, do, it does feel old fashioned though, like 13 <laughs> years at one place, but it has, again, the, the, there's a general, a general piece that I hang my hat on. And I, I guess ask me in 10 years, if I still believe the same, I, I'm, I'm confident I will. Um, and it's just like, just learning, like just being hungry to learn all the time from absolutely anybody that you come in contact with. Cause, um, like just status quo is just, is, is it cannot be, I'm a huge fan of, uh, Amazon. So Bezos, when he wrote his, um, letter to shareholders and talking mm-hmm. day two and like day two is stasis and your slow begin to demise, like just constantly have a day one mindset, like that type of, of mindset and idea really sticks with me and has allowed us to continue trying new things. And some things don't work, others do, and, and just keep developing from it. And it's funny because like I was literally, I, I, I journal every morning, man. So like I meditate, I journal, I do all that, that stuff. And what do you do when you journal? Like, like, uh, is it like positive, positive thoughts of uh, what's happened the previous day? What do you do? Yeah. So um, I started doing, so I've been doing this for a while, but I'll journal at night and I'll journal in the morning. So at, in the morning, it's like three things I'm excited about during the day. And then it's like just stream of consciousness, right? With like a cup of coffee before I'm like taking email or inputs in. So it's pretty cool because there's insights from your subconscious that process while you're sleeping. And then sometimes that just comes out in form of like, hey, I need to be more involved or engaged in this relationship, you know, like personal relationship, right? Or be great ideas for business, like come to you, right? And then same thing at night, I do it's kind of the reverse of it. Three things I'm grateful for for the day. I think about kind of my, my one to three frogs that I have to get done the next day. Earmark those, right? And then same thing, stream of consciousness. And sometimes like, it's funny when I'm disciplined and I don't look at like the news or, you know, things like that. 
for a good half hour before they get some really amazing ideas that come. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. That's I've gotten away from that. Um, my wife did has done a good job of that. I need to, I need to get in the habit of it. That's yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It's a great question. So, so the thing that I had for you that I was just thinking about, right, you're in market research and it sounds like you're literally living the market for like nonstop over the last you know, decade and a half. Right. And so like, I guess, that's going to be, you got to, you got to see some pretty cool insights as a result on that in terms of what works and what doesn't. So are there any like top distinctions that you have or seen that just jump out of you, like top one to three distinctions you have from spending all that time helping com- customers understand the market? Hmm, top distinctions. Is it, so it's such an interesting question because we'll work with organizations that have open innovation uh, teams and open innovation teams are looking 10 years out into the future. And those are, those are some of my favorite conversations. So we have a, we do have a team within Mintel that just focuses on the future and, and on trends. One of the favorite ones I ever had was uh, Rise of the Screenager. Um, and this was when <laughs> I was around talking with brands myself, uh, trying when I was holding a bag. Uh, and the whole point of that being is like the fact that kids are, I mean, especially now the pandemic's only escalated, but always behind a screen. So how do we continue to, like helping brands, how we develop products based on like these fuzzy fuzzy ideas. And so what's, what's been interesting to me is as, and, and what is, what has been a, a, a truth is at an executive level. So when we get into the C-suite and above, like fuzzy ideas work best. Um, like there, there's something about an executive that becomes very comfortable working in kind of abstract uh, in fuzziness. And, 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 and you and you and I have probably seen that ourselves. Like we, we're, we are a bit more comfortable like with a little bit of unknown, but give me an idea or start to give me an idea what the future could be. And like immediately, oh, here's what we could be doing about it. And then mm-hmm. the other side of it, an, another huge part of our business is like our subscription. Uh, we have these, we have subscription models and, and all these databases, but it calls, it, it, it very much walks out A plus B equals here's what you should be doing. And it's, it's much more um, prescriptive. And that part of our business is like a lot, a lot of folks that are entering the workforce or that have been like that a very specific category that they have to fixate on, it resonates best there. So I'm, I'm, I know I'm being high level with you, but it's more so like it's, as you asked the question, the executive suite that we work with, the most engagement we have there is when we, when we are trying to look a little further out into the future um, to give them ideas for them to run with. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see that because it, it is harder for employees that haven't quite got to that point in their career to establish a vision in a lot of times, not just for a company, but for even what they want to do, right, for their life. And so that doesn't surprise me that you got the prescriptive model for folks that are more junior and then more of the vision-based model for the the senior executives. I think that's pretty cool. Mm. So you you bring up vision even at an individual level. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing. I was on a meeting at noon today where it was brought up, like talking about a career plan. And how everyone needs to, needs to be having a career plan, and I've actually, while I have one, I need to dial it in and get very specific, get more specific. Uh, and I, I really need to do something like this for my team. Like, have you have you done this with any teams that you've managed in the past, or even yourself? Like, put together like a vision for for yourself and in your teams, and how how would you recommend doing it? Yeah, no, it's a great question, and and it's funny because like I think it's awesome that you pinpointed that as an opportunity for your team because I kind of stumbled upon it towards the tail end of my corporate career, which I left about nine months ago and, and started my doing my own thing. But 
The one thing that I started to notice towards the end, and I think part of this was because I, I, I got to the point where I, I knew I needed to leave. I just didn't pull the trigger on it yet, right? I was kind of in my heart that that was the right decision for me to, to make uh, because I wasn't really evolving where I was at anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of stagnant. And so what I, I just, sometimes with companies, like you're expected to, even as a leader, do certain things and lead in a certain way that are requirements of the company, but always aren't like, they don't always align with the number one best interest of the employees. And I kind of got to the point where I, I wasn't in total agreement with everything. And granted, there were some great things I, I worked at at my last company, so I'm not saying anything negative. It's just, you know, your perception changes over time. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to focus on what's best for them. And it was really funny how things started to open up when that happened because my relationships got better with them. They trusted me on more more things, but at the same time, they started working harder. And so it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. And it was more like, okay, well, what do you want to do now? How do you want to evolve? And it doesn't need to be like a, you get promoted to manager if you're a rep, you know, it's like, where do you see opportunities, right? Where do you see opportunities five years down the road, 10 years down the road? Like, what have you always wanted to do, but never have done? Right. Right. And then you always get into like, okay, let's say you killed it and are making more money than you need. What would you want to do then? You know, and then what's the impact that would have on your family, your career, the world, you know, start asking those kind of questions. And it's, yeah. it's really cool because people start to open up and they're like, well, I haven't really thought about that, you know? So, um, so it's yeah. such a good one. Um, like, especially so you, because you were managing teams and to anyone that will listen to this, that is managing teams or wants to manage teams. A lot of times it's like, I just need to be a good manager. I need to be all over whatever KPI needs to be happening from, an, from that individual standpoint. But like, there is a gap between if you just want to be a manager for kind of the rest of your time versus kind of want to step into leadership. And, and again, it's, it's everyone around you that ultimately tells you if they want to follow you in the first place and then potentially call you a leader, I think it would be one of the greatest things to be, to be called, but you, we can't call each, ourselves that, but mm-hmm. the, that gap that, that gets you there goes from like being an excellent manager to setting a vision or, or, or getting your teams and really uh, pushing them to set visions for their teams and helping them do so uh, in a way, and then be, be behind that, like setting, how do we enable the teams to go after that vision and then kind of step out of the way to, to allow for them to, to, to develop. And it's such a, it's, um, it's, it's always, it's kind of the fuzzier part of what we all want to aspire to be with leadership, but it also is, it is the difference between a highly effective manager moving up into more of a leadership. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because you got to lead up and then you got to lead down, right? Like you got to lead up sideways. Like so often it's forgotten your yeah. peers and bringing, yeah. bringing peers across, especially. In, so Mintel is a large, large uh, or a global organization. So it's like as much as we just want to drive what's happening here in this side of the world. It's also about um, collectively working with, with peers everywhere else. No, I, I, I can totally see that. Cause like, so we worked, you know, that was one of the things when I scaled the enterprise team, we worked really large organizations, probably like similar to what you're used to working with, right? Fortune 500, Fortune 1000. And really like that was one of the most important things you could do for selling really large contracts was aligning peers, you know, strategically so that you're hitting peer A's, KPIs and initiatives versus peer B, um, but also aligning the 
like what they really care about as a person in there as well. So uh, it's yeah, interesting. a lot of different angles you go there. So, um, so anyways, uh, I, I guess like for, for you, Ben, I, I think like, we, and we're, we're on the topic of leadership and I know that's something that you believe strongly in. So what, what's like, how would you define leadership and what do you think makes the best leader? How do you define leadership makes the best leader? Um, again, I, I look to this history a bit uh, and I look to folks that I would love to aspire to be to, I, I know they're, they're spoken about a lot, but two that are just by the top of my head would be like Lincoln, of course. Um, and another would be, so let's say coach Wooden. Um, and both of them, like both, what both of them had was again, a confidence, but also like they were one of some of the most humble people that you would realize. And it was what they did was they surrounded themselves with excellent people that ultimately, and, and really drove that team together in order to make great impacts in nations and in teams. And so like I, when I mentioned like the co- like being able to build teams and have a, that cohesive, cohesive piece, like there, there's an, there's this, this element of this, there's an energy element. Like you've got to bring like a positive energy and, and kind of an aura around you to want to want people to want to come with you and, and along for the ride. And at the same time, you need to be very open to and, and enabling the team to help define what the goals are and how, how do we, how do we eventually march, march towards them? I don't, Brian, have you seen, I'm totally going off script for a minute, but uh, not, not script, but off course. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I've seen the preview for it. Um, I have not actually seen the show. Right. So if anybody, if any, again, anybody listening, uh, my wife and I just finished last night. Ted Lasso is like the, that show epitomizes so much of what I would love to do. Um, it's, it's, it's about a short story. It's about an American basketball coach who goes over and coaches uh, uh, a football team over, over in England. Like, shouldn't be there at all. But he's, he, he has zero talent and zero ability to necessarily coach on football. And you would think that would be a non-negotiable. But what he's able to bring is an element of an energy and a, a bringing, bringing the team along for a ride. And the ride is we're going to win. We're going to turn things around. We are going to be, we're going to come better. In a worst case scenario, we're going to be, we're going to be in this together, but there, there is this, like this positive drive towards we're all going to keep uh, becoming better and better. Um, and no matter what negative thing happens, like, yes, take a deep breath, embrace the suck for a moment, but we're getting right back on it. I hope I'm articulating this well, but it, 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 it's, it's a, it's such a hard one to, to mention Like teams need, that type of an individual to look up to because so much there's, there's stuff happening every day that is, that could knock you off course um, or take you into a dark rabbit hole of negativity. Like, you know, like one of my, again, another book that I like is man's search for meaning. Mm-hmm. Frankel, and the, the core premise of this is the only response you have in life. The, um, the only thing you could control in life is your response to a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, especially us, anyone that has responsibility, whether that be a home with family or at work, like people are looking up to you. And if you get hit in the face and everyone is watching you about how you respond. And so I know that when my team gets, sees me get hit in the face, which is often, uh, I also want them to see that I get right back up and we're going to continue stepping forward. Like um, I'm very conscious about that. And I think the best, the folks that I really aspire to be and look up to, also are conscious about that. That's great. I mean, I think that's a great insight. And it's so funny because Ted Lasso, I've not seen that. I'm like hyper curious about that's on Apple, right? Apple TV. It is, yeah. So um there was there was something, I'm trying to think where it was, but like 
they were saying like, if you want to build instant connection with like an audience, I got to relook at it because it was, it was really fascinating. They're like, just watch this like 90 second preview of Ted Lasso. Like, oh, really? Pick it apart, like what you do. And they were saying people liked the show before it even came out because he was so likable and had the no like and trust factor. Uh, but then you think of it on the other side of the coin, and then this wasn't in the article, but I was just connecting the dots. Have you heard of the, the show Shit's Creek? Oh my God. So the, the, the two shows were three episodes away from finishing Shit's Creek right now. Okay. So Shit's Creek's great, right? However, what, the most common thing I hear about that show is either people start it, give it one or two episodes, and then stop because they don't like it. Or I've heard other people say, like, yeah, it's good, but you got to give it like six episodes, mm. right? Um, I've heard a lot of that. Now, you might not feel the same way. I felt that way actually when I watched it, but I just think it's really interesting that like that dynamic of like the formula that they use for Ted Lasso so that people liked it and were attracted to it after 90 seconds. And it took Shits Creek like six episodes <laughs> to do right. that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what the, like, that one connection is Ted Lasso is meant to be a, well, anybody can re- relate to him. Um, we're all trying, we're all fumbling through this kind of life together. And we all, all of us have issues. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, again, it's how you respond to those issues. Like we all, if we could all just respond in a bit more um, positive manner. Like thing, I'll get really, no, I could take us really off course, but just it'll be, it'll be, it'll be more fun. More fun is what it would be. <laughs> well, so yeah, so let's, let's shift gears a little bit here. So what do you think, like, obviously you're really passionate about leadership and, and, you know, wouldn't I've, I've read some stuff. He, he does some amazing things and I've heard other, other leaders mention him. Uh, but I guess like for revenue, let's talk about revenue, whether you are a CEO or revenue leader, what have you seen from a leadership perspective has moved the needle most um, in terms of, of creating more revenue for, for companies and helping grow companies? What have you seen people apply? Or what have you applied, I should say, that has worked the best for you um, and give us an example, man. I mean, the, so everything that I've just mentioned about like realizing and 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 just kind of being open and, and wanting to surround yourself with smarter, with 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 brilliant minds, like all of that is is like a side effect of that is is growth. An example, like our my current direct team, like an incredible group. So the, the mindset that we all are when we do come together is one of okay, it's great what's got us here, but it's not what's going to, it's not going to be what gets us where we want to go. Mm-hmm. So what else can we be doing? So we, we've, we've note we've seen, so we have a group that looks at, and they sell uh, single copy reports. Um, and it's been, a, it's been done a very specific way for a long time. Um, and, and now all of a sudden we've put uh, two individuals on this that are very growth, uh, have a growth mindset, also have the humility to go out and learn from others. And so out and spoken to, uh, whether it be a sales assembly or a Revco or just other peers in the industry, how are, how, how are they working it? And the next thing we know, we're taking those ideas and bringing them in house to like break, just, I want that they are breaking what we have been doing with the net goal to double the revenue that we've been doing. That has been something that is in essence, we viewed it as untouchable. Mm-hmm. Let it be, it sits there by itself. And, and so and to, to turn instead Single copy, it's it's a it's a low risk purchase because it's it's a low order value. But all of a sudden, because we write so many of these types of reports, it's relevant to everybody. And so now they're turning it into become a, a huge funnel generator from a marketing standpoint. And then 
um, and, and moving it throughout the entire organization. So like all of a sudden they've taken something that was kind of where there wasn't a lot of excitement and made it now one of the most exciting and most important aspects of our business because um, they refused to just continue doing what we've always done. Like that's really proud. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of that. That's a great way. You know, that's kind of a great definition of like sales innovation, you know? And so like in terms of a percentage jump of, of growth, like what did you see? Was it growing, you know, like, low single digits and then it jumped up multiple digits or what kind of growth did you see by making that? Change? So, so it's, ha- so it's, it is happening right now. Um, the, so the lead indicators that we're looking at is just like open and, and contacts. Those are doubling at the moment. We have seen some of the recent months that we've had would be a 30% uh, X increase. Um, now the question is, cause we've had, a sp- uh, um, we've had a few of these months uh, and we're really, we're there without even this full modernization of what the team's doing. So now the question is, how can we put in place? So we've seen it's possible. We've seen a 30x growth is possible with the dedication. But um, now they're working to build like this this broader infrastructure alignment. But that is happening as we speak. Once that comes online, the, the goal is how can this become a monthly thing instead of it being once a quarter? Right now, that's amazing. And, and I, in like 2x to 30x, that's a pretty big jump. And, and how long was that product out for? Uh, I mean. This, this is something that we've had. This is something that has been in, I guess, Mintel started off of these things. So we do these single copy reports. Like it could be on, you name the topic. It could be on uh, high, uh, bottled water to lipstick. Um, but we do all kinds of different reports. Um, and so something that is it's legacy and they're redefining it for our business. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So they're, they've been around for a long time and they just, have you ever read the book Disrupt, Disrupt You? I have I'm writing it down. He was one of the pioneers that did that um, with the music industry as a transition into digital. Uh, and so he talks about stories like that and, and ways of looking at it and really great book. I mean, I read it probably five years ago, but it's it's similar to that. He, he gives examples where people looked at the same old thing and just made changes to distribution or product design and it changed everything, mm-hmm. you know, and created exponential growth. So pretty. That's pretty great. Cool. I mean, you're, you're speaking to someone that has, I just, I, I believe so fondly in it. Again, when it comes to like just looking at life in general and how we're all trying to solve this, like there's no reason to try and solve things on our own. Like Revco, if you talk about that, or like the local group here in Chicago of sales assembly, that, that is exactly what they stand for. And it's such, it's such a treat because you get to like, here's what we're solving and how can we try and do things similarly um, to just to help one another out. Like those, those are key things that, people that aren't going to be listening to this because they believe what they're doing is good enough. Like, great. We need more of you because the rest of us want to take your market share. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. All right. Well, we're, I, I, we, I could probably talk about this for another couple of yeah, all good. You know, we're, we can nerd out on uh, leadership and development and I love that stuff too. So but we're getting close on time. So where can people find you? How, how can they find more about you and um, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I mean, LinkedIn has everybody. So Ben Dietz on LinkedIn. Um, and, and please do, like if you have books that you recommend, podcasts, stories, or you just want to riff on some of the stuff I talked about, I'd love to hear different points of view as well. So that's where you find me. Awesome. Well, Ben, it was it was a pleasure having you on and the time absolutely flew by. I can't believe we, we knocked out a half hour that fast. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today and look forward to seeing you around, man. Yeah, Ryan, talk to you soon.